Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Matt Ward, and he's an angel investor, startup advisor, serial entrepreneur that helped thousands build, grow, and scale successful startup companies through his efforts with FBA All-Stars and the Syndicate Podcast. That's right. He's a fellow podcaster just like me. I love podcasters. Why? Because they put themselves out there. It takes balls. It takes gojonas to put yourself out there and get real and vulnerable and find your voice with your audience and say what's true. Thanks to three successful exits of companies he founded, Matt now has uh, an investment, now runs an, an investment syndicate focused on seed stage tech companies. Now, if you're not a tech company, that's okay. We're going to speak all things startup today. So just listen, keep listening. If you're a tech company, we're going to speak things that are relevant to you. Now, he's an advisor with several startups. Uh, he's a frequent, frequent, that's a tongue twister. He writes often for medium.com, medium.com, and he's the author of Gods of the Valley, How Today's Tech Giants Monopolize the Future. He's been featured in Matter, Mattermark Daily, The Next Web Inc., Venture Beat, Think Grow, and you can find him uh, in numerous other publications. You can find him at Matt, at Matt Wardio on Twitter. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, and his website is disruptors.fm. That's disruptors.fm. Matt, I was a little clunky on your intro. I know you're going to forgive me for that. Welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps for me, okay? Thanks for having me, Joseph. Matt Wardio. I didn't realize that it sounded so funny. It was I couldn't get the domain name mattward.com, of course, so I went with the .io, and it looks like I made a little mistake there. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, you got it. So, Matt, take a minute and share with us something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. I have a 15 month old and I'm going through the process of all of that craziness and it's a lot of fun, a lot of headaches and actually still get to sleep some. So that's still a, that's a big plus. That's awesome. Let me ask you a revealing personal question. With uh -oh. a 15 month old, like what have you learned about you that you didn't know through this experience? You could change a diaper and get shit on your hand and not freak out about it. That would be the that would be the funniest and most revealing. But it's uh, it's one of those things where you've got to you've got to compromise a lot more on a heck of a lot, 
and you've got to learn to be more efficient with your time, which is what I've tried, tried to do with work. I get that. You know, I think parenting, it's like, it really puts you in this sacrificial love type of space where you have to give up some of your wants, some of your time, some of your energy for, because you love that kid, right? How does that connect into your startup life? Is there any connection there that you see? I would say the biggest thing is efficiency. A lot of times when people have time, they take up, they, they allow their tasks to stretch to fit that time, regardless of whether or not that is actually efficient or necessary. And I think really honing down to this is the one or two things, this is the 80-20 of what I need to do to be successful. And really, really focusing on that can be very valuable. And I think that's something a lot of parents, at least the ones that are successful with business learn. I really get that. So Startup Nation right there, Matt sends us out the shoot with some wisdom nuggets, like really prioritize. What's that one thing you could be doing right now that's going to really have the most um, fruitfulness in your business? Like where can you scale the most by focusing your energy in that one thing? Now, if you're a parent, it's probably not changing the poop. It's not changing the diapers. There's probably something else you could be doing. Matt, let's get into the money game, the money game of entrepreneurship, year one, okay? Um, but first, we're going to come to present day. What business are we going to speak about today? I know you've been part of multiple startups. What's the one we're going to focus on, um, how you made your first 100K? Kind of tell us uh, 30 seconds, the business, what you do there, um, why do clients hire you? So we'll talk about my e-commerce business. So my background is is mechanical engineering. I got into e-commerce and I realized that helping people on crowdfunding, which is initially what I was doing, was a terrible business model they had nothing to pay you with. So mm. I decided to design my own products and realized while I was in China that, sure, I can design my own products, which I'd created a laptop case that opened up into a standing desk, but it was much easier to find existing products and just sell them better than other people. So I started a home and garden company in May, April, May of 2015-ish. And just started getting samples from different factories that I worked with out there. I knew people that were doing this really well with Amazon, fulfilled by Amazon, i.e. third-party sellers that put their products into Amazon. They brand them and sell them. And I, I got into that business. I wasn't passionate about guarding it or outdoorsy stuff. It was just something there. The numbers look good. It looks not super competitive. Let's try it. And I scaled that business up very quickly. I was a poor, broke college kid. I invested like eight grand into that. And the business, the business kind of took off. This was still pretty early in terms of the Amazon ecosystem for third-party sellers, and I was willing to, to push it. So I was able to make that into a pretty successful business and ultimately sell that at the end of the year because I'm not super interested in these type of, these type of products. It wasn't, I mean, it was just selling something for me. But it, uh, yeah, it went well, and I learned a heck of a lot along the way, which I imagine we're going to jump into. Yeah, for sure. So it's interesting because I really connect with you on that and maybe our audience connects as well. Sometimes we do businesses that don't actually light us up, but in our mind, it just makes sense. It's like, oh, this is a good business. I can monetize this. I, can, I see a clear exit for this. And we get into it. We do it. We achieve it. And we're like, all right, that was fun. What's next? Like, what's going to light me up, right? But before we go there, how much gross revenue did your business do in the last 12 months, approximately? I don't know now because I'm not involved with the business I, very much. I sold it. But the business, when I exited, it was somewhere around a million dollars in revenue a year. Okay, got it. So awesome. So that gives us some context. My audience loves context, right? Yeah, one, 1.5-ish. 
All right, cool. So we'll say a million a year, boom, upon exit. That's great. Congratulations. Really well done. Listen, few people ever achieve that. Let's be honest. Like you're in like the 1%. Oh, we're all in the 1% if we consider the whole world. It's crazy when you think about it. Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. Makes you feel grateful. All right. So here's why I invited Matt to be on the show here. Matt did something a lot of people don't do. He reached out to me. And, it, and you know, it's amazing to me that a lot more people don't reach out to podcasters because they have their own stories going on. Oh, they're not going to pay attention to me or I have nothing valuable to share or whatever your story is. Like Matt, I just want to acknowledge you that you, you put whatever those stories were aside and you reached out. How did that come about? Like you're searching the internet, boom, what happened? Take 30 seconds. I'm just, I think there's some value there for Startup Nation. You got to take chances. So I found out, I, I've done a lot of podcasts in the past in terms of running podcasts. And I've gotten some ridiculous guests like Tim Draper, Seth Godin, people that had no business coming on the podcast at the time. And I did that just by reaching out to them and trying something because that was the one thing for me with the podcast was getting incredible guests. Now what I'm working on, I run a podcast, disruptors.fm, and it's a podcast about the future of all of us. It's about technology, space, automation, jobs, life, ethics. And for that, it's really like a long-form TED where I get the world's smartest folks on to try to have the important conversations people aren't having. So now to grow that, that's my goal is to try to make a big impact with this mission. And to do that, I need to get in front of people. So what's the most effective way? I can get great guests or I can try to get on other podcasters and other podcasts that are awesome with similar topics to hopefully attract people to that too. So I was searching through, let's find some interesting podcasts that I think I could be helpful to. At my background with business, obviously this is a perfect fit. Joseph's a cool guy. Might as well try it because you know what? It's 80-20 and if it doesn't work, well shit, then it doesn't really matter because it was just one extra email I had to send. And you know what? It works, Startup Nation. It worked. And I remember what you wrote. And at first I was a little like, I was a little like, well, who's this guy? Because you wrote like a whole paragraph of like, here's my credibility. Boom, 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 boom. Here's links, right? To prove it. And you know what? It worked. That's the bottom line. It worked. And uh, I had a, a hole to fill. Something happened. And that's what happens in life sometimes. You never know. Something may happen on that person's end where an opportunity presents itself and you, you already grabbed their attention and now they just match you and boom, you get that opportunity. Cause you know, with this show, I was sharing it. I'm at least four to five months booked out with guests, right? And you somehow got in really quick and I said, Hey, I have this one date open. Do you want it? Yes or no? And you were like, yep, I'm in boom. And it worked out. So Matt, let's get into how did you make your first 100 K in that home and garden business? Like specifically give us three of your top tips, your three top strategies for my listener right now who's struggling in whatever business they're in right now and they need to get over that hurdle to really just validate that they have a business here to get past that milestone, to get past that mental game of entrepreneurship. What are your top three tips or strategies? So the first thing is from deciding that I was going to do this to having a product in market, I... I was in China. I was living in China at the time. I had gone to China to work with a factory. The people I worked with, lived with spoke no English and it was a crazy experience. But the first thing was just do it. So I was out there. I got samples from a bunch of different products and I went through the process of start to having a product in market. It was 
two months. And it was mainly just the manufacturing time to get these products produced. I went incredibly quickly with something while being ready to iterate and change. I set myself up for success though. So I, I knew other entrepreneurs that were doing similar things and they were like, you should probably order at least 2000 of these. So if you really do do well with selling them, you can continue selling fast enough while also restocking in time to not run out of stock because the way Amazon or a marketplace works is they want to have that flywheel going of serving customers because that's how they make them happy, but more importantly, make Bezos happy. So I kind of focused on that and making sure I could do that. So that was the first thing is going really quickly and setting yourself up for success. The next thing I did once I had a little bit of revenue going, I went fast with the business in terms of scaling. So my goal, like I said before, was starting the business. I want I I started a podcast along the line to kind of be accountable. And I said, step one to seven figures. That's what FBA All-Stars was all about. Scaling an Amazon business to seven figures. And I was kind of jokingly saying, I'll sell this business at the end of the year for a million bucks. That was my tagline, my hyperbole to get people involved. And then partially through the process, I commit, decided to actually commit to doing it. It was, it was completely a pipe dream initially. And what, I ended shifted, up- what shifted in that where it went from pipe dream to a reality for you? I was pushing really hard and seeing the, seeing the growth happen. So like the first product fueled the next four products in terms of the profits that it was raking in. It was like, holy shit, this is working. I was pushing, I, I was probably doing 80, 100 hour type weeks. I was waking up in the middle of the night thinking about gardening, thinking about Amazon, thinking about keywords. But it was really just pushing the limit on what was possible and then deciding I'm not going to take any money out of this business. I'm going to reinvest 100% of everything because my goal was to scale it and sell it. So that's what I did. I didn't get a dime from the business in the first probably year and a half or a year. But really, really having that growth mindset while also not knowing that I could live on the cheap. I was living in Thailand, Vietnam, China. I was living on less than a thousand bucks a month. It was pretty easy to get by and survive without having to worry about paying the bills. The podcast allowed me to have a little bit of affiliate stuff in there. So here's the software. It was all real transparent stuff. Here's the software I used to run my business. This helps me, it might help you too. And here's a 25% discount. That helps me make the money that I needed to live. And then I can reinvest everything. And the third thing- Before you go to the third thing, I'm gonna pause you there. I think that's really awesome that you, you went lean with your lifestyle. And so many entrepreneurs miss this part. They're still going out trying to look the part of success before they obtain the success, right? They haven't made the money. Their cash flow is like, like so small and minimal yet they're sporting the watches the suits the cars right they got these lease payments all this stuff going on to look like hey look at me i'm already successful no you're not you're going home broken alone like that's what's real so i think it's really great startup nation that here's an example matt ward is bringing to you that he set his lifestyle up to set his business up to win and that's very important what shows up for you in that matt yeah, definitely, definitely live below your means. Never buy the house you can afford, the car you can afford. Buy several sizes too small or several levels too small because then if shit hits the fan, which it always does, you're not screwed. Then you don't have to accidentally go out there or accidentally need to hustle. Then you don't have extra work or have to go get a job or all of these extra risks when the, then we have a housing bubble now. It's going to pop soon. Uh, you don't have the risks of all of these things coming into into play if you're think about things a little ahead of time. And before you go on to your number three point, um, the podcast of 
like, what did you see as far as um, how you were able to leverage the podcast to really support the growth of your business? Like, what was the value of that podcast uh, if you got specific about it? So it, it was really twofold. So first was, because I had the podcast, I had to be pushing it. I had to be on the cutting edge of keywords, SEO, reviews, PPC or advertising. I had to be really trying a lot of things to be successful. And then I was sharing those. Now I probably shared a lot of things I shouldn't have shared because it made the game much more competitive, but that's a whole nother story. But I was kind of the guy who wasn't pushing the course. I was the one who was, was BS free. So that, that would be part of it. I also got a lot of great introductions and connections. So a lot of a lot of the companies that had software suddenly would give me free software because I could talk about it on the podcast. So then I got a little bit of extra benefit there. So my business didn't have to pay for some of these other services every month, which helped even more cash flow come into, into the business. And then the third thing was just being able to reinvest 100% of the profits into the business because I had my lifestyle taken care of from the, from the not significant, but significant enough uh, affiliate money. And then uh, I wrote a copywriting book as well for Amazon. So between those two things, I could, I could live easily. Nice. So Startup Nation, do you get like how smart that strategy was? First, Matt goes lean with his lifestyle and cuts his expenses there. Then he starts a podcast, leverages the credibility, notoriety of the podcast. Hey, I have an audience uh, potential uh, companies that he wants their software or their products to help grow his business. He creates an opportunity for them to come on the show or sponsor the show, whatever. Hey, I'll do a review of your product, whatever that looked like specifically. And they sent him free products that he didn't have to pay for, which now lowered his expenses for his business and helped him scale even faster. This is smart, smart business. All right, Matt, go on to your number three top tip or strategy, even though you've already dropped like five or six, just FYI. It's okay. I have a tendency to talk. I'm a podcaster. The, yeah. the, the last and probably most important would be higher and probably higher before you think you need to. You're doing a bunch of shit now in your business that you don't need to be doing. It, you might be doing $4 an hour tasks along with $500 an hour tasks. Find out what you can do and no one else and find out the things that you don't like to do that aren't that high value and hire people. I added people to my team. I hired a Chinese sourcing agent. So she was able to get much better prices than I was because I, she wasn't the, the white foreigner negotiating with the, the Chinese factories. I, I hired other people to help with all other parts of like customer service and stuff in my business so that I only really had to focus on the most important, highest value things. So that, that would be the thing is a lot of times people don't want to hand over the drains. They're worried about, will this person do it right? Or what if something goes wrong or yada, 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 try to teach people, create awesome processes. So standard operating procedures of this and this and this and this and this, and, this, and then grow the business. And if you have to fire someone, fire someone. If you have to hire someone new, hire someone new. So what was the, the scary thought? Because I believe your mind is a liar. It constantly keeps you in fear mindset. What was that thought um, or declaration in your brain that uh, really wanted to, wanted to consume you with fear to not go and hire people long before you needed them? It's just having other people, having other people's lives in your hands is a, is a tough proposition in terms of, shit, if I screw up, they're going to be screwed too. But if you kind of think about it, that's not how it works with much of the gig economy today. So a lot of the people I was hiring 
they would be working instead on Upwork or Odesk. And I would, I would go on Upwork and be like, after we'd been working for a while, hey, you're kind of awesome. Do you want to just screw Upwork and start doing the payments directly to you so we can cut out this extra 10%, this extra 20%? They're like, yes, that's awesome. So they get a pay raise and I pay less money. But that initial taking that, that from what I was saying, they have kind of a steady income coming in. But it's not a steady income in terms of like you're employed with health benefits and this kind of stuff. It's an income in terms of I work and we work for the business 50 hours a week and we get this much per hour. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario, I fail, everything goes to shit or I get hit by a bus. They go back to Upwork in two days and suddenly they have their income coming in again and they've got their reviews and all of that. So worst case scenario, it's hard to let someone down when they're doing gig type work for you because you're just as replaceable as they are. So that's really smart. So you remove that, that pressure of like having to be, you know, yeah. responsible for their lives. Really cool. All right, let's get into the mental game of entrepreneurship. Before we do, uh, Startup Nation, quick recap. Here's Matt Ward's top three tips or strategies for you to make your first 100K. Uh, first, go quickly and set yourself up for success, okay? And if you need to rewind the show, rewind the show and really go into what he spoke about there. Number two, he says, set big goals. And as an example, he set a goal just for fun. I'm going to exit this company at a million dollars. And then he made the goal public. So he declared it and manifested it out into the world. Maybe you didn't catch that, but that's critical. He put the, the spotlight on himself to now actually have to go and fulfill it. And what do you know? It's the business started to take off and then he started to take that goal seriously and said, well, why not? Let's do it. Uh, he also kept his lifestyle lean. We really honed on that point. So create that for yourself. Number three, create a podcast to help you scale your business. Matt, I kind of put that in my own words, but create a podcast to help you scale your business. This is such a smart, smart strategy. I'm doing it for myself right now and it's working. It's literally my number one sales channel for my other business is my podcast. Go figure. All right. And then number four, Matt says, hire before you need to. And he just explained why that is so, so important. I love the example that Matt just shared of, you know, he removed the, the sticker on his forehead of soccer, you know, the white Caucasian guy in a foreign land trying to negotiate deals. Like literally they're going to be like, okay, buddy, whatever. Yeah. Sign here. And he removed that by putting someone in who knew the local market and could speak well and really get him the best deals. All right, let's get into the mental game of entrepreneurship. Matt, why do you think that 90% of entrepreneurs are struggling to make their first 100 K? I think there's a lot of reasons. Um, What's the big one to you? People follow rules. I think, I don't think there are rules. I think there are generally speaking guidelines. There are laws, things that you shouldn't break, but if your kid is, has cancer and there's one illegal treatment that will save them, well, fuck the laws. If you have to suddenly find a way to save yourself or make enough money or the mafia is going to come after you, you do whatever you have to do. If people tell you you should use Facebook ads and that you should shut up a Shopify store, well, maybe actually going with Instagram is a better idea. Or maybe you want to do a YouTube channel. I think people have these ideas in their head of this is how something is supposed to be done. And they're not willing to try things outside of the box. And I think the ones that succeed, the ones that succeed hugely are the ones who are willing to try things outside of the box. So, so that would be the, the biggest rules. thing I have. Yeah, yeah, bend the rules a little, Startup Nation. That's great advice from Matt. You know, do it wisely. Don't bend every rule, right? Don't be a total disruptor in all areas of your life. That will lead to a life of chaos, right? 
but be a disruptor in certain areas that really make sense and do your research on that. Matt, what was the number one daily habit that really helped you grow your customer base? Hmm. Working too hard. I would, if I'm going to be completely honest, when I was building this business, I way overdid it. I burned myself out, out after it was terrible. And you got to be careful when you're doing this, but I, I didn't have a life while I was building this business until, okay. until I met my wife. So the first, the first three quarters of the business, I didn't have a life. I was living in a co-working space. I was having a cheap apartment with the, the, the super cheap go to work, go to the apartment, go to the gym, repeat type deal. And it was just purely hustling. Did I have to do that and be that extreme with it? No, but I didn't realize that at the time. And if I hadn't have been at extreme with it, I probably wouldn't have been as successful with it, if I'm going to be honest. And that's not what people want to hear, but sometimes that is the truth. No, I get it. So Startup Nation, like really you want to get clear. What are you willing to sacrifice to get the results that you're saying you want? Like that's a sure real 80-20 thing early. I didn't figure it out early enough. Like specifically, what do you mean by that? So like I would optimize my advertising spend on different key. Amazon has the best advertising engine in the world, but I would, I would be really, really focused on this and I would be optimizing different things like daily or every couple of days versus waiting to actually have enough data to make a meaningful decision. So I was doing, I was creating work that may have had marginal improvement, but not enough to have been worthwhile of the amount of time that I spent into it. So the ROI was much smaller than just doing the 80 or the 50% of the fine tuning, so to speak. Got it. What would you say, Matt, was the biggest thing um, that you did to help you grow your profits? The biggest thing I did to help me grow my profits? I would say launching new products. So well, with, a, with an absurd goal, like I said, like I shouldn't have got there. But the reason that I did get there was every time I had even the remote possibility of expanding the business, I was doing it. So like I said, the first project product financed the next four. And I was always looking for products ahead of time that I could sell so that I could have everything lined up. So I was really pushing the, the, the cash flow in terms of how quickly we can grow and scale that business. I did it faster than I would recommend now looking back on it. <laughs> but by launching a bunch of new products, you see what works and what doesn't. And you're able to cut off the ones that don't and really pour money into the ones that do. So 20% of the products are going to be 80% of the, the profits. You got to find what those 20% are. If you start with the first 80 and then you realize that your last two products were actually the, the big winners and it takes you forever to get there, then maybe you don't get there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So how long did it take you to go from zero to that 1 million exit? How long of a time? 12, period? 13 months. Got it. So one year, Startup Nation, one year from zero to a million dollars. Matt, I resonate with that because at age 19, um, we started this nonprofit, boom, uh, not a nonprofit, a professional fundraising company for nonprofits. And in 12 months, we hit 2 million in revenue. And we're like, what the bleep did we just hit? Nice. Um, but I'll tell you straight out, it was 110 hours uh, a week was my work week. I had zero life. So I completely get what you're saying. Now, Startup Nation, that may not be for you. If you have a family and kids like Matt does now, I'm sure you don't want to put in 100 hours. You don't want to put in 80 hours because you have better priorities. Matt, how do you stay inspired and take consistent action, even today, through obstacles and challenges that can make you feel defeated? I think Stephen King has a good mantra. And people wanted to ask, they asked him why he's a great writer. And he said, I just write. 
So every day he wakes up, I, I don't know his exact routine, but he basically sits down in front of his computer or his, I, I don't think he's a typewriter guy, but he sits down and he just writes. And it doesn't matter what the day is. It doesn't matter Christmas, New Year's. Seth Godin does a similar thing with his blog. They just freaking do the work and you get better at it. And if you force yourself into that habit of doing this thing, so Mondays at 9 a.m., that's my gym time. And Tuesdays at 4 p.m., that's my podcast time. Wednesdays at 5 o'clock, that's my creative time. If you have set times for different things, they become rules. So just like I said, there are no rules. I think it also becomes helpful to create rules for yourself. I'm going to do this then. I'm not going to drink alcohol because I don't have whatever. So for me, I have an addictive personality. So I don't drink and I also don't do sweets because it's much easier to say no than it is to say sometimes because sometimes then you have to always think about it. But if you don't have to think about it and it becomes the default, then you succeed if the default ultimately gets you towards your goals. I and like I that a lot. Yeah. I think you're, you're automating your habits. Like, yeah. How do I automate my habits? I do that. So like uh, my podcast, First 100K, I record every Tuesday. Tuesday is First 100K podcast, period. Wednesday is Broken Catholic podcast, period. Both shows go live on Thursday. It's just a habit. It's automated and my, my, the rest of my life revolves around that, those two things. So Steve I really Jobs had like two shirts. Two shirts, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're listening to Matt Ward. You can find Matt at disruptors.fm. That's disruptors.fm. Matt, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. All right, Matt. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? No boss, no rules. Got it. What's your least favorite thing? My boss is a dick. <laughs> Love it. What are you most afraid of? Uh, failing or running out of money. Yeah, that's clear. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Uh, optimizing things that didn't need optimizing like we talked about. <laughs> I get that. I also used to, God, I used to edit and transcribe my own podcast. Screw that. Dude, that's insanity. I've tried that once or twice. No. What secret fear do you have about people or about yourself? Uh, just trouble finding happiness. What if you're never happy? Mm. Yeah, I got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Think exponentially bigger and do shit that matters. <laughs> got that. What's a new habit you want to form, Matt? I've been meditating and I've been doing a pretty good job about it. I just want to keep that going. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, I'm doing a one hour meditation every single morning and it's like game changer for my life. So I get that. What's a bad habit you want to break? A bad habit I want to break. Being overly critical. Got that. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Motivated, hardworking, stubborn. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business. Mm -hmm. that's a good question um confused motivated disillusioned mm, got that and last question matt if you could come back to life look your family and friends and your little newborn baby 15 month old in the eye and give them only one piece of advice what would you say to them 
do what you love, love what you do. Got it. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000? You can't steer a parked car. You've got to start moving. <laughs> I love that, dude. I don't know who I got that from. It was a great one, though. I don't either, man. I like that a lot. If it makes someone laugh, like that's a good thing. Keep repeating that. That's awesome. And what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you? I know you have a free gift for my audience today. I do. So I would check out disruptors.fm, guys. It's like a long form chat. I get the world's coolest people on and we talk about the future. If you guys are interested in the future of big tech and how they're more or less taking over your life and everything else and where the businesses, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and Apple are headed, go to disruptors.fm slash gods and you can get that book for free. You just got to enter your email address. And then if you want to follow me and what I do, just mattward.io. Like I said, there's way too many Matt Wards and I'm Matt, I'm Matt Wardio or Matt Wardio on Twitter. Dude, that's funny. Yeah. It's, you know, that's a great lesson, Startup Nation. Sometimes the way we think something's going to go is not how it lands for our customers or our clients or our audience. And it's very important to go, hey, what do you think about this name? And then when they repeat back, Matt Wardio, you go, okay, that's not going to be a good one. <laughs> exactly. So that's great. Thanks for being vulnerable about that, brother. Um, Disruptors.fm forward slash free. Is that a link for my audience as well or no? Forward slash free. Yeah, that should work as well. Got it. Cool. All right. So Matt, thanks for being on the show, dude. You're a powerhouse, dude. And I listened to one or two of your episodes, uh, your podcast episodes. You're a deep thinker. You're fascinated with things bigger and beyond us and uh, really good content. So Startup Nation, if that does it for you, go check that out. Startup Nation, do you enjoy listening to my show? Like does having guests like Matt Ward come on and share their stories and inspire you in their top three tips or strategies, is that helping you win in your business right now? If so, make sure you subscribe to this show, your first 100K and go write a five-star review or a four-star, write a one-star. I don't care. But like Matt says, you can't steer a park car, right? You got to move, take action. So if I've been adding value to you in your life where you are right now, go ahead and share a review so that we can spread and get more uh, listeners. We're in 85 countries. My goal is 100 countries in the next six months. Let's do this. Do it with me. So, Matt, thanks for being on the show, man. God bless you, brother. Yeah, it's been fun. Leave a review, guys. Reviews are incredibly important and not enough people do it. Cheers. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.